Hi, Neil here. On today's quiz, we had some technical issues with round one. Todd and I were unable to hear about 50% of what Stephen was saying when he was asking questions. So you'll hear some funny noises like chatting and sighing, not to mention swearing and the occasional bout of blasphemy. However, when you listen, you will be able to hear everything Stephen says, because we have recorded uh, local tracks. So TB and I uh, may sound like a couple of uh, sweary idiots. Um, it might be quite entertaining, though. Oh, um, we've had some very hot weather here in merry old England um, over the last few weeks. So listen out for the thunderclap as that hot, hot weather breaks. Anyway, on with this week's quiz. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Dime for Scale Movie Club Midweek Edition podcast. Uh, today's quizzes and quizzes are Todd Brisket. Hey, Neil. Today is Wednesday. I'm going to go eat dinner with my two daughters and eat some Angus on Wednesday because today is Wednesday and my daughters are going to eat Angus <laughs> today. Two of them. <laughs> and uh, Stephen Greenwell. What are your daughter's names? <laughs> I expected him to jump off the roof at that point. <laughs> oh dear. Um, okay, uh, this week's quiz we have two rounds of 15 questions, and special quiz master this week is Stephen Greenwell. So go ahead, Stephen Greenwell. Thanks for having me, Neil. <laughs> this is a proud day for all of us Americans. So let's let's get right into it, boys. It's the same format as usual. Two rounds, 15 questions. There is a theme, Ooh. which you can ring in and answer at any point. Okay. Um, first question. I'm going to buzz in with uh, as Pete. Okay. First one. The man who has survived the baby monster is eating dinner with his crewmates when an alien Pete. bursts from his stomach. Ne- Pete. Um... Hang on, uh, is this like, is this uh, totally trop- tropicals? That's five, four, Time. No, alien, three. but is it, are we doing totally tropicals? Yeah, Aliens. Neil. <laughs> yes, these are, mov- these are movie descriptions. Uh, okay, cool. So was I right? <laughs> was I right? Yes, yes. Correct, okay. Neil. <laughs> Something fishy with these. No, it does seem weird, second. doesn't it? Yeah, they don't sound yeah. like very tea ish Continue, okay. continue. Right. Let's go. The second question. <laughs> All right. Yep, it's popular, but is there any nutritional value? I think not. In one of his most successful teen movies, Hughes follows the unbearably cutesy antics of a teenager. Well, I won't give away the plot such as it is. But the actor prances through the role as though he were a queen waltzing through Chelsea. Oh, fuck, so fuck full sake. of himself that it's hard to watch and hard to turn away. Uh, Thankfully, the supporting roles are actually real people. Alan Ruck and Jeffrey Jones provide great comedy-based... Todd. Oh, no way! Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No way! Pete buzzed it first! <laughs> no, I, I heard me before you. <laughs> Shit! It's it's one-to-one. Balls. Todd did indeed get that question. These are not TiVo descriptions. The, I just said that they were descriptions. Why Why are you so concerned you dropped out. about you, You're rules, really serious, seriously dropping out, SG. Are you hearing him drop out, TB? Yeah, I am. Oh, fucking hell. Ah, these, are not t- these are not TiVo descriptions, are they, SG? I just said that they were movie descriptions. First off, this movie does not have a happy ending. That is why I could not give it a 10-star rating. For me to give a movie TV show a 10-star rating, it has to have a happy ending. That being said, I thought the movie itself was brilliant. Knowing the I end result hear, made I... me like it more when I watched it again. I... Great acting by Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Todd. <laughs> Todd. Seven. Correct. I'm Bean missing guess. like half of this half of this description because you're dropping no, it, it out. Half of it was out, half of it was out, but I only got it from Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the theme uh, guess theme guess is IMDb reviews. That is correct. Oh yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I, I I I protest. Okay, all right. Oh, it's keep it going. Let's keep it going. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth question. You think, to be a serious film lover, I must watch this movie. Maybe I was too mature. Yes, 
That must be it. So you gird your loins and sit awake through the whole thing. The whole turgid, ponderous, dull, vacuous, plotting Pete. catastrophe. Pete. Neil, go ahead. Vanilla Sky. I'm sorry, that's incorrect, Pete. Ah, fools. <laughs> your average six-year-old can invent a more complex, engaging tale. Generally puzzled, you ask people who name it as one of the greatest films of all time why they like it, and with barely concealed superiority the phonies are wont to adopt, they wax lyrical talk about the haunting mystery of the final words. Rosebud. Pete. Rosebud. Todd. Citizen King. Correct, Todd. These incredibly long descriptions are going to take fucking hours, Stephen. (laughs) What are we on now? Number Jesus Christ. No, we're on like four. Okay. (laughs) Fucking hell. I better shut up so we can move on. Sometimes life is worth it. (laughs) I first saw this film on a warm March Sunday evening in 1978 after queuing for a whole hour to get into the cinema. (laughs) Todd. Todd. Star Wars. Correct. Yes. Yep, I was going to I was going <laughs> to guess that as well. First I was thinking Annie Hall then thinking no, it must be must be Star Wars. Th- this one should be easy for both of you. Question number yeah, 6. Out. Jesus okay. Christ. Yeah, cut out there. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're going to have to cobble this together. Can you like pause pause have idea. you got any gilf torrents running or something? You might have to pause those. Uh, <laughs> SG. No, At least we're both we're both hearing him cut out, so it's, yeah, it's even even Stevens. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Sorry, only milf porn on my okay. end. Mm, haven't gone um, that far. Uh, question number six. It's a heartwarming coming-of-age story about a ragtag group of sharks uprooted from their home Todd. by Mother Todd. Sharknado. Correct. Oh, my God. I, I, oh, my God. I can see. This is stupid. <laughs> this is too stupid. Oh, God. Okay. I'm liking it. <laughs> oh, God. Neil, we we only have 23 more to go. Oh, God. I want to kill myself. (laughs) Okay, move on. Move on, SG. Ignore me. Just move on. I'm I'm waiting for someone to stop laughing. I don't want to... Go, go. We haven't got a lot of time. Come on. Hurry up. This this one is a 10-star review. I didn't go into the theater expecting Million Dollar Baby, The Aviator, Traffic, Gladiator, Titanic, as good as it gets... Goodwill Hunting, Forrest Gump, Godfather, Fargo, Toy Story, The Incredibles, On the Waterfront, Gone with the Wind, or any other critically acclaimed Oscar-winning movie. I wanted to see Reed, Sue, Ben, and Johnny. Do- Todd. Do- Todd. Fantastic Four. Correct. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ten-star right. review on that one. <laughs> this next one, question number eight. The most fucking racist show ever. This show has called me, caused me hell with the stupid ginger clan. I get bullied everywhere I go. Oh. Everyone calls me uh, ginger. You're cutting out a lot on that uh, one. I yeah. can't hear anything now. <laughs> yeah. How the hell is the show on this air seriously? They give Family Guy a hard time. Pete, but this show Pete, sucks. Pete, Todd. Yep, Neil. Um, The Cleveland Show. No, incorrect. <sighs> Todd. Pass. That was my guess. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell writes this stuff? A clan of right, racist white people. This is the worst show ever. They should really take this off the air. And then you have all the other racist Pete. Jewish jokes. Neil. Oh, I was going to say the PJs. Nope. Racist mm. Jewish jokes. Is this a movie? Yes, it is a movie. I can't hear him at all now. It's ridiculous. Uh, what's yeah. he doing? It's all the guilt porn, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, carry, carry on. Should we? Do we skip that one because we're not going to get that one, uh, SG? Yeah, unfortunately. Although he does call it a show several times, this is a it's review a movie. of the mo- of the movie South Park. Oh, okay. All mm. right. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So no, nobody got that one. Unfortunately, score update: Todd is in the lead with seven. <laughs> N- Neil Neil has won. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't give a shit at this point because this is stupid. <laughs> it's it's only stupid because you're not winning. Just uh, admit it. No, I just uh, these inane reviews are ridiculous. Okay, keep going, keep going. Ignore me. Question number nine. Even Stallone might be ashamed of this one. Pete, go ahead. Demolition Man. Incorrect. Shit. Sorry. 
As a former skydiver, I found the air- oh. airborne scenes too bad to be even funny. God help any viewer who tries to copy such fantasy stunts in real life. Also, as an ex-cop, I do not feel sympathy for a cop who finds it hard to stop a friend from violently robbing a bank. Feel guilty about being in danger because you didn't do your job. To Pete. summarize. Pete. Go, go Todd. ahead. No, Todd, Todd gets to guess first. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Todd. Uh, point Break? Correct. Point oh, Break. Yeah. What? Stallone is, is Stallone in Point Break? No, it said Stallone would be embarrassed by oh, it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Stupid <laughs> reviewer. Oh, fucking hell. Now, oh, this is annoying me so much now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm more one. annoyed about. Is you dropping out or the fucking stupid questions? <laughs> it's not your fault, Stephen. Well, you picked them, I suppose. Well, this next one, you have a leg up. It was by a UK reviewer. Oh, good. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Same mentality. <sighs> yeah, exactly. This film is so good. I love it. Robin Williams is so good in it. He's hilarious. <laughs> this film isn't just Pete. for kids, but for... go ahead. Ah, shit. I'm just going to be wrong now. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire, but I'm the best wrong. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. This film isn't just for kids, that's but no, for the whole it? family. I think I was it, about five when yeah, I... Yeah, I'm sure that's no. I think I was about five when I first saw yeah, this it. This is terrible. Uh, oh, am I breaking up again? Yeah, really yeah. badly. Yeah, it's right terrible. after I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. The film isn't just for kids, but for the whole family. I think I was about five when I first saw it, and at 14, I still watch it, and so do my parents. I also love the film because I have the same name as the princess in it. <laughs> I haven't seen the sequel. Princess. I haven't seen the sequels because I heard that Robin Williams wasn't in them. And decided oh, they I, know be as good I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. Pete, Pete, Pete. completely cutting out, so Pete, I can't Pete, even Pete. hear. Doesn't, doesn't matter. I've got it. Pete, Pete, Pete. Pete, Pete, go ahead. Okay, well, Todd, Todd can guess at this point, but, I, but once now you've read I, the whole description, I, I can uh, guess. Uh, my guess would be um, Patch Adams. Nope. Incorrect. Go ahead, Neil. Aladdin. That is correct. Yes. Oh. Score. Maybe if, yeah, maybe if I would heard the whole thing, I could have got it. I didn't I, hear I it either. Got it on the princess. Uh, yeah. I didn't hear you. No, because I, I got it from the princess because obviously he's the yeah. genie, isn't he? Anyway, it's carry on, Esty. Right. There is some absolute magic in this movie. I cannot possibly recount the hundreds, yes, hundreds of times I've watched it, beginning to end. <laughs> Although Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Pete. Grey absolutely. Pete, go Pete. ahead. <laughs> Um, that would be Dirty Dancing. <laughs> that is correct. I was going to say Roadhouse, but as I buzzed in, you said Jennifer Grey. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it is it is absolute magic either way. Oh, Jesus. Okay, carry on, question, Esteem. Just keep plowing through. Question 12. This film is one of the worst examples of Hollywood's prejudice you'll ever see. It's also a sad comment that no one else here points it out. I'm a fan of baseball and a Christian too. And the bias against Pete, my faith. Pete. Go ahead. Field of Dreams. That's incorrect. <sighs> I'm sorry. Mm. Had they done this to any other group, I suspect you have, would have heard an uproar over it. But Christians are fair game in the film world. Here are the dumbest oh. and most. Uh, are you ringing in? Go ahead. Steven, can you hear me? Go ahead. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Maybe we should switch over to Skype for the rest. Of the uh, no, let's right. plow through. I'm buzzing in. Plow through. Buzzing in. Yeah, I answered. Yeah, I said yes like three times. Okay. okay. Uh, Angels in the Outfield. That's incorrect as well. Oh. Uh, have you read the whole Here, description? It's got it's got one more line that will probably give it away. Oh, well, Here, I can buzz the, in after that because it's my turn, isn't it? Yes. Here, the dumbest and most annoying player <laughs> on the out team. Just as he's shit. Shit. <laughs> So, say it again, SG. Here, the dumbest and most annoying player on the team, of course, is the religious guy, Eddie Harris. Pete. Go ahead. Major League. Correct. <laughs> Score! One of the worst <laughs> examples of Hollywood prejudice, Major League. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what, how many uh, stars did that one get? Oh, from that, from that reviewer? One. Yeah. Oh. Only be only because they could not give zero. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Number thirteen, recipe for success in filmmaking in the two thousands. 
write a dyslexic 20-minute short story about a good-looking tattooed idiot in a motel room. Todd. Todd. <laughs> Memento. Correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> good-looking tattooed idiot. That's a good one. It, 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 also goes yeah, on, good. it also goes on to say, shuffle pages, go to Kinko's, make 300 copies, shuffle again, call Tarantino. <laughs> Rake in the dough. Question number 14. I know that this movie is supposedly about a gay man coming to terms with his homosexuality, as very funnily stated by Quentin Tarantino in Sleep With Me, but I just don't care. This movie kicks butt and I love it. The acting is not outstanding and the dialogue is real cheesy, but once the dog fighting scenes hit the screen, I forget about all that. The huh? characters are oh so typical, but for some reason I care about Maverick and Goose. Pete. Todd. Neil, you are in. Top Gun. Correct. <laughs> really threw me about the gay coming of age. <laughs> yeah. I, apparently Quentin Tarantino said it. It is, bro. Yeah, that was in um that was in Reservoir Dogs. That's the gayest movie of all time, that one. All right. Final question for round one. Seriously, this movie is sad from beginning to end. It just doesn't leave a good general feeling. So unless you feel like hanging yourself, don't even bother renting it. Why would I want to rent a movie that makes me feel this way? Is that the whole review? <laughs> I was... It could be any number of movies. <laughs> is that it? Can you just read, read it one more time? <laughs> Why would I want to rent a movie that makes me feel this way? I was also very disappointed by Tom Cruise on this one for Pete. two reasons. Neil, go ahead. Vanilla Sky. Correct. <laughs> two, two Vanilla Skies? Yeah, but was that was... Two Vanilla Skies? No, no, because the, I got I incorrectly guessed it earlier on, remember? Oh. Yeah, it, incorrectly theme. guessed... Theme. Have we already had the theme? Oh. We have had a theme, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, I already got the theme. Yeah, yeah. Todd it's not Tom Cruise. It was... It? No. no, it was IMDb. Right. <laughs> IMDb reviews. Was that question 15? Your, it was. Holy... We, we didn't even get through the... The first, the first one mentioned. You guys guessed it before. <laughs> the guy said Alien took place on the Star Trek Enterprise, but oh well. Going into part two, Neil, you have six points. Oh wow, Todd, you only have nine points. Oh, is, oh catching up. This is still this is still anyone's game with fifteen questions to go. If only I cared. <laughs> Listen, you're you're being a Debbie Downer. You still have a shot at <laughs> you still have a shot at, at winning that uh that Renault. As long as round two isn't IMDB reviewers, we're fine. <laughs> it is not. Here's the first question. It tells a story about friendship and love. Some people are a little baffled when they hear it described. It's about a relationship between a little boy and a creature from outer space. Pete. Go ahead, Neil. E. T. Correct. Todd theme. Go ahead, Todd. Spielberg. Incorrect. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Pete theme. Go ahead, Pete. Y Yahoo movie reviews. Incorrect. <laughs> hmm. Sorry. You're, you're both locked out from the theme. Oh, no, only till the next question, which is now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. N question number two. This is like taking a bus trip with someone who has needed a bath for a long time. It's not merely bad. It's unpleasant in a hostile way. The visuals are grubby and drab. The characters are unkempt and have rotten teeth. Breathing tubes hang from their noses like ropes of Todd. snot. Go ahead, Todd. Battlefield Earth. That is correct. Pete theme. One second. Pete theme. Pete, go ahead. Roger Ebert reviews. Correct. <laughs> you got it. Yes. I know my Eberts. <laughs> yes. I would never have gotten that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever read an Ebert review. Oh, you're an idiot. Oh, He's a brilliant you, reviewer. You're going to be... Brilliant you are going to be at a disadvantage. We didn't even get to the <laughs> the best part. The soundtrack sounds like one that the boom mic is being slammed against the inside of a 55-gallon drum. So movies <laughs> run off the rails. This one is like the train crash in The Fugitive. Can you hear All the right. – uh, you probably can't hear it because of Skype now, but there's, there's a torrential downpour on the top of my house at the moment. Can't hear it. Yeah. No, it's pretty – Oh, no. Yeah. I think the mics will pick it up. Anyway, carry on. Question number three. Much of the emotional effect of this movie is achieved by indirection. 
As we leave the theater, we are absolutely convinced that the only thing keeping the world from going crazy is that the problems of three little people do, after all, amount to more than a hill of beans. Pete. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, Casablanca? Correct. Yes! That from Abert's, Abert's Great Movies. That's his, uh, that's his review, isn't it? Mm, yes. I, I did try to... <laughs> I, was, to I was trying to think of what movie had three dwarves in it. Well, I was thinking that was a reference to Casablanca, <laughs> but not Casablanca. But I thought, oh, maybe it is Casablanca. No, I, I picked from all eras. And, I, and as you'll notice, some movies he liked, some movies he didn't like. That's true. Question number four. For the kids in the audience, a movie like this will work because it tells a fun story, contains a lot of humor, and is exciting to watch. Older viewers may be even more absorbed because this film, the first feature made entirely by computer... Pete. Uh, go ahead, Pete. Toy Story. That's correct. And now, guys, tie score 10 to 10. Oh, exciting stuff. Uh, obviously, what we've learned is Todd, <laughs> man of the people, Pete... <laughs> Pete, yeah, <laughs> man of the man of the aristocracy. Uh, That's right. I've got some taste, is what you're saying, and yeah. <laughs> I unzip my fly and drop Ooh. my pants and stand nude for everybody. <laughs> Question number five: This is being marketed as a date movie. I think it's more of a first date movie. If your date likes it, do not date that person again. <laughs> and if you like it, there may not be a second date. Mm. That's uh, that's all. I can I can give out some hints if you need them. Well, I think we might. Yeah. This is a movie from the two thousands. This is a movie that has way too many a listers, way more than it needs. Pete, go ahead. Valentine's Day. That is correct. Oh Valentine's my god! Day. I'm such a genius. <laughs> Todd, call me. You can say I'm a genius now. How, I never, how quickly I've never even heard of that movie. Well, I've never seen it, but I noticed they had way too many. Yeah, as you, as you described, way too many A-listers in that. It's ridiculous. They're like Brad Pitt and George Clooney and all that in it, didn't it? Or Julia Roberts and. Yep, Julia Roberts, Ashton Kutcher. Mm. I believe like Kara Knightley or Anne Hathaway is in it as yeah, well. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And they basically all they all have 15 minute scenes. And well, they're probably trying to together. do something like Love Actually, which was a similar sort of thing, only with slightly lower profile actors, isn't it? Mm, correct. Movie number six. This movie is about an attitude, not a story. It's easy to miss that because the story is so urgently pursued. It involves kidnapping, ransom money, a porno king, a Pete. reclusive millionaire. Pete. Go ahead, Pete. Boogie Nights? Incorrect. I'm oh, sorry. Shit. Todd, you get to hear the whole question. A reclusive millionaire... A runaway girl, the Malibu police, a woman who paints while nude and strapped to an overhead oh, harness. Yeah. Go ahead. Big Lebowski. That is correct. Big yeah, Lebowski. Yeah. Big Lebowski. Well All right. Next question. When this movie was released in 1995, the ads, posters, and opening credits didn't mention the name of the actor that played the killer. And although you Pete. may well know it. Pete. Go ahead. Pete. Oh, fuck. I've forgotten the name of it. Usual suspects? That's incorrect. Oh, shit. And although you may well know it, I don't think I will either. This actor has a big assignment. He embodies evil. Like Hannibal Lecter, his character must be played by a strong actor who projects not merely his villainy, but twisted psychological complexities. Observe his face. Smug, self-satisfied. Listen to his voice. Intelligent, analytical. Mark his composure and apparent fearlessness. The film essentially depends on him and would go astray if the actor faltered. He doesn't. That's the end of the description. Jesus. What? Well, if Todd can't guess, then we're going to go to clues, I guess. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. First hint. It was an answer in the first 15 questions. Second hint. It has two leads. Uh, no. <laughs> it has <laughs> it's not face off no it's not I, it, it is not face off um, but that I, I won't count that as a guess um, third hint it involves a delivery service at the end Pete time Pete I think just barely got in seven go ahead Pete seven. correct 
Well, we it know who seven. Kevin Sp- isn't Kevin Spacey the bad guy. He we know who he is, don't we? By nineteen ninety five. Yeah, you do know who you know. He was at least halfway. That's what put me off because I was thinking seven, but also he is saying we don't know who he is. Oh, forget it. Sorry, carry on. When re- when released in nineteen ninety five. Oh, he's not. He's not billed as as the killer. He's not. No, 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 he's not. No. You, yeah, he's. You don't see him until. 35 minutes into the movie and he's not in any of the ads posters or yeah. credits. I also thought of seven because I guessed at um, usual suspects again, same guy. I, I, yeah, I thought that would cause you to get any. Yeah. Oh, Oh, bollocks. <laughs> but now <laughs> number, number eight, Neil, Neil, you might have an advantage on this one. Unfortunately, um, no clues. Th- this movie doesn't scrape the bottom of the barrel. This movie isn't the bottom of the barrel. This movie isn't below the bottom of the barrel. This movie doesn't deserve to be mentioned in the same sentence with barrels. <laughs> the film is a vomitorium consisting of 93 minutes of the lead actor doing things that a geek in a carnival sideshow would turn down. Six minutes into the film, his character leaps from his car to wag a horse penis. What? Is- <laughs> what the fuck? Go ahead, Todd. Uh... What the hell is this? Freddy got fingered. <laughs> you are correct. Oh my god! Oh. I've never seen. I've never seen that movie. I wouldn't have guessed that. I've never. This seen is it. we discover a framing device to be matched by a scene late in the film where he sprays his father with elephant semen. Yeah, I remember Straight the elephant. The I remember the elephant scene. I don't remember the horse scene. Oh, spoiler alert! Let's spoil the movie now. <laughs> it 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 sounded pretty grotesque. Um, all right, movie number nine. What this movie doesn't depict is rock performance. There are no actual concert scenes, although there are groupies and limousines Todd, and a personal... Pete. Go ahead, Todd. Almost Famous? Incorrect. Neil. No, it's, I know what it isn't. <sighs> it's not Almost Famous. It's not The Doors, because that has concert performance. Oh, um... Uh, oh, fuck, what's the name of that film? The score says he won. Five, oh, fuck four, it. three, two. The Last Waltz. One. No, that, that has, that has no. confidence. Uh, no, that's incorrect. I It's it's not by Scorsese. Oh, okay. Um, or perhaps there are concert scenes. Oh, you're both in, by the way. Yeah. Or perhaps there are concert scenes, and they're disguised as an extended portrait of a modern fascist dictator whose fans morph into an adoring populace. I don't believe this dictator is intended as a parallel to any obvious model like Hitler or Stalin. He seems more of a fantasy of Britain's own national socialists led by Oswald Mosley. Pete. That. Go ahead, Pete. The great rock and roll swindle. That is incorrect. All right. We're on to hints. So we're both back in, yeah? Unless Tom wants to guess right away. Okay. I don't have a guess. All right, this is by a rock band, this movie. Even though it is one of his great movies, it is by a, a rock band. Smoke, Smoke alarm. Detector. Smoke alarm. Yeah. Smoke alarm rings in. The movie is about the psychological breakdown of the lead singer while he was on tour. This, this band is still active, although barely even though one of the members has died and has an album coming out later this year. Don't I? All right. I, I think anything else would probably just give it away. The answer is The Wall. Oh, uh, God. Floyd. Fucking hate Pink Floyd. Okay. i never never seen it. Never seen it. I hate Pink Floyd. Oh, my God. Neil, they're going to revoke your citizenship. No, they All suck. Right. They suck. They suck, folks. Oh, my God. Movie number 10. Let's just move on. This is the kind of movie where a soldier can be transported to the other side of the known universe in a whirlpool of bizarre special effects, step into a temple on an alien planet. Pete, 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 Pete. Neil, go ahead. Stargate. That is correct. Stargate. Step into a temple on an alien planet and say, what a rush. One of the worst films I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, What a disaster. Oh, I, I wanted to nominate that for a movie club. Yeah, that'd be a good one because I hate that film. It's stupid. Another Kurt Russell movie. Oh, you, you and Eber both hated it. I, I thought it was an okay movie. I remember liking um, it. It's been been quite a few years since I've seen yeah. it. 
Mm. I think the the TV shows being okay kind of uh, colors people's opinion of it now, I believe. Mm. Um, Movie number 11. The dark and cold weigh down everything, and in the middle, in their warm cocoon, are the chief and her husband, Norm, the painter of ducks. Pete. Go ahead, Pete. That is Fargo. Correct. Yes. Hmm. It is Fargo. Score, Score update with four questions left. Neil, you have, ooh, geez, got a lot of points all of a sudden. 14 points for Neil. Wow. Todd, you have 12. Ooh. So this this is, this is getting tight. <laughs> Todd, you're going to have to answer a couple here. I'm more, this... Can you go back to IMDb reviews? <laughs> <laughs> that was the point I gave up. <laughs> man, man of the people, man of the people. Movie number 12. This is a horrible experience of unbearable length, briefly punctuated by three or four amusing moments. One of these involves a dog-like robot humping the leg of the heroine. Such are the meager joys. If you want to save yourself Pete. the ticket price... Pete. Go ahead, Neil. Transformers 2. That's correct, Transformers 2. What? Do you know that from? Do you, have you seen that movie, or do you know it from his review itself? Both. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that scene. I also remember reading the review as well because I reviewed, reviewed most of his reviews when it comes to the bigger movies. Mm. I have uh, a bit of an advantage. I never, here I've never round. seen it, so I I wouldn't get the reference. Oh, really? Oh shit! It's rubbish. Transformers Two. It's awful. Yeah, I I've seen it and barely remember it. It was the last Transformers movie I saw. Um, movie number thirteen. The movie's creator says he made the film specifically for 10-year-old girls. That is why it plays so powerfully for adult viewers. Movies made for everybody are actually made for nobody in particular. As I watched the film again, I was spellbound as, as much as by any film I consider great. That helps explain why it, gro- it grossed more than Titanic in Japan, and was the first foreign film in history to open in the U.S., having already made more than $200 million. Pete. That's the end of- Go ahead, Pete. Well, I think I know what kind of movie it is. Five, four, three, two. Princess Mononoke. That is incorrect. Shit. Todd, did you have a guess before the hints? I have no guess. Okay. This movie is by the creator of Princess Mononoke. Mm. Todd. Go ahead, Todd. Spirited Away. That is correct, Todd. I was actually going to guess Spirited Away first, but I, I, I figured the girl thing kind of put me off. Damn. Okay. I didn't know it was such a, uh, a massive uh, yes, moneymaker. Yeah, huge. I should have guessed that first. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah, I, I actually figured the historical aspects would give it away. So, all right. Number... Movie number 14. But Schneider is correct. And Pete. Patrick Goldstein. <laughs> Neil. Um, Juice Bigelow, American Gigolo. That is incorrect. I'm sorry. Shit. <laughs> but Schneider is correct. And Patrick Goldstein has not yet won a Pulitzer. <laughs> Therefore, Goldstein is not qualified to complain that Columbia Finance, Deuce Bigelow. Shit. Something. Shit, while shit, passing shit, shit. on the opportunity to participate <laughs> Pete, Pete. in Million Dollar Baby. Pete, Pete. I'm sorry, the description's not over. I know. Todd. <laughs> Go ahead, Todd. Are you are you looking for like the the re- full real title of it? Five, four, three, two, one. Is, my my is guess. Is it called Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo? Pete. That is incorrect. Pete, Pete, I'm Pete, sorry, Pete, that, Pete. That has already been guessed. Go Pete. Ahead, Pete. No, he said American Gigolo. He did. Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. That is correct. Yes! I, I also, yes. I also would have, I also would have taken Juice, Juice Bigelow, Bigelow too. too. Yes. Okay. Oh, um, I thought so. I thought that's what he guessed. I yeah. thought I really gave it away. Then I can't believe I was almost right when he said Joseph Schneider. <laughs> well, the, the problem, oh, the problem with this quiz is oh. that I, I did, I did not realize that only one of you would be really familiar <laughs> with. Uh, with his reviews. Oh, let's be fair. Let's be fair. I got fuck all on that first round because I was I was so annoyed by this stupid description. So, TB had the advantage on the first round, didn't he? 
Also, I yes, but I I was also having issues myself. You got to remember, you said you said two words, the second of which was Schneider. So it wasn't me reading. It wasn't me remembering Roger Ebert's mm. review, was it? Yeah. Final final movie summary. Uh, just spoiler: Neil has already clinched. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah I'm I'm clinching right now. So, I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> that that's a little too much info. Final final movie description. I hated this movie. Hated, 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 <laughs> hated this movie. Brilliant. Hated it. Hated every simpering, stupid, vacant, audience-insulting moment of it. <laughs> hated the sensibility that thought anyone would like it. Hated the implied insult to the audience by its belief that anyone would be entertained by it. I hold it as an item of faith that Rob Reiner is a gifted filmmaker. Go ahead, Pete. North. Correct, it's North. Now, that I did have an advantage on because I recognized that review. <laughs> sorry, sorry, TV. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've heard you read it before, but mm. You've, mm. You've, you've read something like that before. Correct. Well, I, it's also regularly cited as his everyone's favorite of his review. I figured that would be the clincher if, for some reason, you did not get the theme by now. Yeah. So, final score of this one. Todd in second place with 13 points. Neil is the big winner today with 17. You can yes. you can expect you can expect a free gift certificate for some crisps in the mail. I shall be playing some celebratory music, probably the end of Star Wars. <laughs> nice. Well, TB, given that you kind of win almost every week and, and I, I don't play and I just beat you, that means I'm the overall champion of all time. No, 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 no. Well done, Stephen. That was a good quiz. I have to say, you redeem yourself in the second round because I was losing the world to live with all those horrible descriptions in the first round. <laughs> oh, I, I was basically just going for things that would be amusing. My, my favorite was probably the uh, the Memento <laughs> review. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, that's very funny. There are a lot, there are a lot of them very yeah. funny. Unfortunately, I think we, uh, if, if you do something like that in the future, we've got to figure out some short ones. Although, I guess it would have taken a long time to find those, wouldn't it? Okay, so uh, now it's time for movies we've seen recently. Uh, SG, have you seen any movies recently, or uh, or uh, is it all TV? I I've seen this little movie called The Americans. Oh, I, I love that. Did you watch the whole thing? I I have now. Have you seen all of season two as well? Yes. Um, spoiler alert for anyone who's hasn't seen The Americans. Uh, first of all, see it because it's brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was brilliant. I did. I assume you obviously saw the first season. Oh yes, yes. I thought season two was way, way better than season one. I don't know about you. Um, I I agree. I I thought the um, now that they kind of have the characters, you know, kind of set up, you kind of got a feel for you know where everyone was going, and also they they gave the kids more of a role this season with mm-hmm. uh, um, I believe the the daughter's name is Claire or something like that. Yeah. Um, where it's you know she's butting heads with them and that that made for an interesting dynamic pa- paralleling their behavior with the parents behavior which was kind of interesting yeah um, yeah and and of course all all the spy stuff was good uh i i like that uh nina nina got the drew the short straw playing playing all the uh the guy folk against one another for a while oh, yeah it was then. really it was kind of upsetting when she got beaten beaten up although she didn't get beaten up I mean, she got beaten up very badly, but, you know, she didn't look like she was terribly in pain, did she? No. Well, it was also, you know, they, they were just trying to do a bit of a ruse with the uh, the FBI agent. Mm. Um, but he didn't. He either didn't fall for it or he couldn't couldn't turn his back on his country, couldn't turn his yeah. back on Reagan. I thought it was a little bit of a shame that I thought the first season kind of tailed off a bit and got a bit sort of... Um, it wasn't as interesting towards the end. I thought it was a little bit of a shame because I, I know they lost viewers at that point mm-hmm. but season two was just so good i mean i hope they i hope they do i hope he got good uh got good viewing figures um i mean it was um, it was it went it was so brutal like those murders of the uh of that family oh my god yeah it, well the definitely the first episode of the season where yeah the the other Russian, the other Russian sleeper agents get murdered in the hotel room. Mm. That uh, it it sets the bar pretty high for the rest and, of the and the payoff for, and the payoff for the end of the season for that was ridiculous, wasn't it? Oh yes, yes, that wow. was. I did not see it coming at all. Did not see it that was, one coming. It, no. Yeah, it was it was very well done. Yeah, and it sets up season three pretty well. Although I will say, season three might be the last season. 
Um, yeah, it's, I hope it's not. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think both. Well, actually, the, the, the bloke in it—he's a British guy, and he? he's Welsh or something. Although I haven't really seen him before. And uh, Kerry Russell's just brilliant. Oh, Kerry Russell, Stone Cold Fox in this. Yeah, she has she, to uh, get lots, do lots of sexy times, which I think is, uh, which is her ideal sort of role, isn't it? Mm, yeah, she, and she is not just sexy times, filthy sexy times. <laughs> like she, she is doing things that make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, but it, the, the ratings for this were not especially strong. Um, really, the yeah. critical, the critical reception has been, um, pretty good. Um, but I believe, uh, I'm actually checking the, the ratings right now. It has been renewed for a third season. Hmm. Um, it premiered the very first season premiered at 3.2, um, million viewers, but by the end of the season dropped off to around 1.7. Season two started at one point nine and dropped off to to around one point two, one point three. So mm, that's pretty low, isn't he, it? Yeah, you figure it's probably got one more season, maybe two. Um, but it's it's not a show like Breaking Bad. Kind of kind of grew. Mm. It 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 doesn't have that sort of buzz around. I mean, it. Breaking Bad kind of got resurrected via things like next Netflix, and I don't know whether yeah. whether the Americans is good enough to do that. I mean, it's I think it's really good, but. Mm. I don't think I don't know if it could break out via things like Netflix because it's not that it's not as good as something like Breaking Bad as it was Sopranos or something. Yeah, and I also think it's a tougher sell because it is it is essentially a 1980s period piece, mm. um, and you know I I do not believe it's historically accurate. You you would know that better than I do since um, they yeah I, I think they're getting better at that sort of stuff now. The problem is it's not so not not so much uh, about historical accuracy. It's more about things like. Um, it's sort of an, ac- an anachronism to have everything from that period. Do you know what I mean? Like if they're in 1982, everything's from 1982. Whereas, you know, you might have stuff from the 1970s if you're living in 1982. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd, I'd see what you're saying there. A good example of that was, I think it might have been, I think it might have been that Ben Affleck directed movie. You know, the one where Argo. he's in Iraq. Yeah, Argo. I think it was that. It might have been something. I think it was that. Yes, it was that. Because they did a really good job of putting the actors. I think it was set in like 1980, but the actors were in clothes from like the mid to late 70s. Do you know what I mean? Because they, they've been wearing them for a while. Do you know what I mean? And also in Iran, they got really sort of, they got flared trousers because, the you know, the, the latest fashions hadn't made it to Iran. So they didn't put it exactly at 1980. They put it as, do you know what I mean? They didn't put the fashions from 1980. They put yeah, that, fashion that makes 1978 sense. I, or something. Yeah, some some of my shirts are still from the early two thousands, even though it's twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. that yeah, that actually does make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also it's they're they're kind of ambiguous about the time. Like they don't they don't come out and say in episodes, oh, it's nineteen eighty four. Instead, yeah. it's it just kind of has that general feel of the nineteen eighties. Well, which, they do. A bit like Mad Men, they will drop in specific um, historical references. So if you know that period, you'll be able to pinpoint the time exactly, which I do like, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mad Men, Mad, um, Mad Men, they do it a bit too explicitly. So it's like, oh, really? You're really, you know, hammering it over, hammering it over in the head mm-hmm. that, you know, Kennedy's been shot or something. Yeah, and, and definitely Mad Men has the easier route there because they, they can use the JFK assassination and, you know, the space launch and that kind of stuff, which... Everyone, everyone can date. Whereas mm. this, you know, I was, I was six when the 1980s ended. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't have any knowledge of that. So it's not like, it's not like they show the assassination attempt on Reagan. I don't think they, they get into that. Mm. Um. So it's, I, I find it harder to date, but it's still that. That's just a minor quibble in an otherwise very solid show. Yeah. Yeah. I do hope uh, people do go back and. If they didn't watch it um, when it aired, I hope they could go back and watch it and they get some ratings that way. Oh, I, I agree. All right. Well, I, I, TB had to leave us. Uh, he's got some uh, stuff to do at home. But uh, I watched a couple of movies this week. I saw, and it's a shame he's not here, actually, but I saw Event Horizon. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a big fan. I, I don't know if you're a fan of Event Horizon. Uh, you know, Event Horizon, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm glad I've watched, I'm glad I watched it, but it wasn't, it wasn't a must have for me. It would, would like if, if I had to give it a, a 10, 10 stars or not, I, I'm more around five or six stars, I'd say. Yeah. I think it was either you or TB or both who said that, um, this would have, Event Horizon would have been a better movie to watch for, uh, instead of, um, Europa Report. I think I agree with that. Um, yeah, well, it's it's 
it goes more for entertainment value, definitely. Had, what what are your thoughts on Event Horizon? Um, okay, so in sort of chronological order <laughs> from the from the start, um, the opening music is crazy. I thought the that opening sequence was really amazing, really mind blowing. I think they spent like one third of the budget on that opening sequence, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> um, there are a few sort of silly things like by 2015 we were going to colonize the moon. Not really. I was. It's one of those films where it's a that's a bit too close off. You can't sort of say in nineteen ninety seven that we're going to colonize the moon in twenty fifteen. That's not going to happen. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, some of those opening sequences was absolutely stunning. I watched it on my big screen, and it looked a bit sort of it looked sort of pseudo three D. It was very very impressive. Um, the audio is pretty good in that part as well. Very very atmospheric. And then it all went downhill. I think as soon as <laughs> as soon as we had a screen full of Brits, basically um and it's really weird it's like it's like going back in time light years to when jolie richard jolie richardson was in movies because that was a long time ago she was in movies i you know to me i really like the kind of the the opening scenes as, as you talk about and i was i was really getting into the movie the first 20 30 minutes and then i realized oh wait this is just going to be a stupid kind of slasher movie where everyone dies Right, that's what I was really disappointed about because I'd yeah. clearly been conned into thinking this was a science fiction movie, not only by um, TB, because he was comparing it to Europa Report, but also by the whole sort of premise. All right, it's a science fiction movie. No, it's a horror film, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, it, it's kind of confusing. Where they, they go to great, well, not great lengths, but they do a good job at establishing the setting, and I'm I'm interested to see, oh, what, what's going on with the other ship? And then it's like, oh, it, it's it's hell. Like literally, right, right. it's it's a black hole to hell. Yeah, it's somewhat disappointing that it it takes this cool setting and just turns it into a stupid horror movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not a fan of horror, so I was really kind of disappointed on on that level. Um, because if I'd known, I wouldn't have watched. Uh, maybe I did know. I try. I really try to avoid too much in the way of plot descriptions, but I clearly avoided it in the past. But there you go. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's one of those cult movies that kind of slides under the radar. I, I didn't see it until, I think, two or three years ago when it came out in 1997. So, mm, yeah. Okay, so I also saw a film called, and I, I'm probably going to get his name wrong, but Jodorowsky's Dune, which you, or Dune as we call it, um, which is about... Oh, I... Go on. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I've, I've heard of it. You've heard of it, all right. So, um, I don't know if you're aware, but it was, basically, there was a... Um, He's a Chile, Chilean, Chilean uh, dash French director, and he got the rights for Dune or Dune back in sort of the early seventies, and um, he created this amazing uh, script and a sort of a bible and a, and a visual bible for making the film. Um, and he never got made for various reasons, and partly because he's he's nuts, the guy. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you I, you want to, I know you if you want to see it, then I won't give too many spoilers away, but I'll give you a sort of brief outline. Um, he hired some amazing cast and crew to uh, do the movie. Um, this is a spoiler, mm-hmm. SGC. You might want to shut your ears. But he had uh, uh, H.R. Giger, the, who did the Alien movies, obviously. Um, yep. Chris Foss, who did a lot of the sort of sci-fi covers for sci-fi books in the UK. I don't know whether he did other stuff elsewhere. Um, and Jean Giraud, who is also known as Mobius. And I think it was Mobius and Giger who were then... This movie failed, but they were then hired by Dan O'Bannon to do Alien. Um, they were doing all; they did all the designs for Alien, and I think actually Chris Foss as well. And um, it's kind of, they were kind of stolen by Dan O'Bannon because Dan O'Bannon also worked on uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. Um, he also hired as part of the cast Salvador Dali, <laughs> or, <laughs> Orson Welles, um, Gloria Swanson, wow. David Carradine, and Mick Jagger. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So and it, not only did he sort of uh, approach them, he actually got them. He convinced them to um, to be in the movie. So uh, mm-hmm. and that's pretty difficult. Well, it was pretty difficult for to convince Orson Welles to be in a movie in the early seventies because he was like a huge blimp type of guy who didn't want to do any movies. Well, yeah, it's you know, and it's weird to me that they're they're making a documentary about this version of Dune when the the Dune that actually came out was also known for having a a tortured production mm. schedule and whatnot and you know ton, tons of problems it's 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 odd that you know i think two or three different filmmakers took a shot at dune and none of them really landed it so yeah i don't know i mean i think if it had been made um 
it'd be difficult if if he'd been reined in a bit uh, by a producer, it could have been made. It could have been a great, an interesting mm-hmm. film. And then uh, no spoilers, but you see a lot of the influence, a lot of the design work he did was influenced. The influence of which was seen in other movies. So I don't know whether they were, you know, you could say there was it was stolen or it was influenced, but there, you know, there was definitely reused in other movies. Uh, you know, big movies. Um, Spiel, oh yeah, sort well, of Spielberg and Lucas movies. So, mm-hmm. um, have you have you seen the 1984 Dune? I honestly can't remember. I think I have. I think in I check movies, I've got it as unchecked because I can't remember. Jenny, if I can't remember, I'll just uncheck it. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've never really liked that sort of science fiction, so I never really, and I heard it was rubbish. So it's got Sting. It has Sting and that guy from Twin Peaks, right? <laughs> uh yeah, Kyle, Kyle uh, McLaughlin. All right, uh, and going back it, to Pink Floyd, the Pink Floyd were 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 doing doing the score for uh, Jodorowsky's tune as well. So I, I highly highly recommend the seeing the the documentary. It's very good. Ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. Oh yeah, it's it's got a uh, good reviews on a uh, on IMDb as well. It's mm. it's got an eight point two, which is yeah. near the top of what you can get on there. It is, yeah, um, but that's um, yeah, that's because it hasn't had many reviews, I think, uh, or many ratings. Yeah. Because the more ratings you get on IMDb, the the lower the score, because it sort of averages yeah. out. Yeah, they they also had like a uh, a TV mini series of this that was actually pretty solid. Um, yeah, yeah. So, although it it doesn't really sound like you're you're that enthused by the actual uh, source content, I'd, I've also no. read the Dune book. Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily describe. I I don't think it's a space opera, but anything sort of space opera ish, where it's sort of you know dramatic stuff not dramatic uh melodramatic stuff happening in space mm-hmm. turns me off um so yeah it well it's it's definitely space slash desert opera mm. like like most most of uh most of dune takes place on you know the sand world yeah <laughs> you know the the Mos Eisley cantina so tatooine <laughs> um and the last the last film I saw which I actually saw this morning was uh need for speed from 2014 with Aaron Paul, oh. AKA Jesse Pinkman. Oh, how that did not look all that good. How, how did you enjoy it? It is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a film overall, as a sort of piece of, you know, as a film, it's rubbish as a collection of um, car chases, you know, car chases, races, smashes, bashes and crashes. As I wrote down, um, it's superb. It's brilliantly done because I think they did everything <laughs> for real. They didn't do it. They did. Yeah. There's no CGI at all. Um, and also uh, they got Aaron Paul and some of the other um, actors to, um, they taught them how to do stunt driving. So some of that is, you can see it's, it's them doing some of the stunt driving, not a lot, but you can see him enough to, you know, for him to sort of skid a car to a halt and then jump out of it. That's actually him doing it. Um, so that stuff is great. All the, uh, all the stunt stuff is brilliant, but uh, it's, it's ridiculously long. It's two hours, 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, after seeing Vanilla Sky at two out of sixteen, I was just willing to, ready to shoot myself in the face. Yeah, I, what is that? Seems to be a recent Hollywood obsession where there everyone's going over two hours, even stuff that you would not want to be there for two hours, like Need for Speed, tra- mm. Transformers Four is close to three hours. I oh believe. Oh my god! I mean, that's that is ridiculous because yeah, a movie like Need for Speed, there's virtually no plot in it. I mean, it's, it's a very very simple yeah. plot um so to go over two hours is just self-indulgence and i don't i think the studio should reel them in and it wasn't like that was a director's cut that's the actually the theatrical cut two hours 10 minutes two hours 10 minutes 42 seconds oh god that's uh, that sounds dreadful <laughs> and i think if i could have fast forwarded through it i probably would have done but i couldn't really it's kind of difficult to do that so mm-hmm. um yeah Tra- transformers 4 by the way is two hours 45 minutes <sighs> in case you're uh in, in, case, <laughs> in case you're planning on seeing it next. No. You might, want, might want to wait a couple days. Uh, no. I don't know if I'll ever see that, to be honest. I hated, hated the second one. Actually, the third one's better than the second one. third one's actually not that bad, because the second one is so bad. Because the second mm-hmm. one is is just the way... I mean, part of the problem with the second one is the way they shot it. They kept doing these really, really fast cuts, um, mm-hmm. and everything was zoomed in really close, so you couldn't see what the fuck was going on. I think, actually, Michael Bay's admitted that he knew that was... A problem so he, he changed that for the um for the second for the third one i i honestly when i was in the theaters watching too i honestly felt sick to my stomach for for 10 yeah. to 15 minutes of yeah it. it's really distracting uh, yeah 
Yeah, and, and also it does the stupid thing that all of those movies do where in the first one, Shia LaBeouf kind of saves the world. Hmm. And in, in the second one, he's just going off to college and no, nobody gives a shit about him. Yeah. Or, and, and he, he somehow, like a plot point of the second is how he and Megan Fox have grown apart because he's moving away to college. But if you're dating a girl who looks like Megan Fox, you do not move five states away to go to college. Like, you stay home. Unless the, direct, like, unless the director's already fired Megan Fox for being a bitch. I, I guess. Maybe that's that's, that's what happened, yeah. She was being too demanding, and he went out of script, and she got fired. Mm. So that she could make Jennifer's body. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I don't think Aaron Paul is a worthy lead actor. And I think he was originally cast to play the bad guy, the the opposite opposite the lead. Um mm-hmm. And what's what's funny actually is that he's like five foot eight, and then you, I, this is something you don't normally see in movies. Like Tom Cruise isn't very tall; either. he's maybe five eight, five nine. Yeah. But they shoot it in such a way that you don't notice it. You know, if he's next to other actors who are taller. But in this one, it was really obvious for some reason that every single person they cast next to Aaron Paul, including the bad guy, was a shorty, was a short ass. And I don't know why it's probably the scale of their, their, them against the props and the, and the set. But I was like, this is weird. If they're all short, they shouldn't look short. Do you know what I mean? But they did. Yeah. They look really short. And there was actually a very funny scene later on in the movie where um, uh, there's some of those guys are in a bar and they're trying to chat up these models. And these models are like six foot two. And it's ridiculous. They're just towering over them. I'm thinking you could have put them on a <laughs> box or something. I think I was done for comical comedy value, but it was still ridiculous. Mm. What, what about... Um... The wonderfully named Imogene Poots. Well, that's <laughs> that's why I wanted uh, <laughs> that's why I wanted uh, TB to be here because uh, I said I said to him uh, actually uh, during the break I said uh, I, you know I saw her, I was going to mention Poots and Toots. Um, she's okay. Yeah, I did, mean, you know, she's did, a, did she did she break out those toots? Did you see? <laughs> you poots, mean the hoots? Did you see poot, Poots, Toots, and Hoots? Did Imogene Poots do any toots and poops? And then did she break out the hoots? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yes yes did you see her hoots no i mean she's very sweet and uh she's sort of 25 going on uh, 19 um so i mean i've never seen her in anything else so i don't know uh she was okay but you know all of these all of these actors were kind of b-level actors it's kind of a b-movie really made with a lot of money i guess um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, she was she was doing the pu- publicity rounds on the american shows and i i remember thinking oh she she seems kind of charming yeah she's nice uh, but yeah. then it, yeah, but then Aaron, there's something about Aaron Paul that does kind of rub me the wrong way, where I can't, I can't ever see him being a leading man. No, he's sort of. I mean, he's quite. I guess he's quite good looking, but he's also weird looking as well. A bit like uh, we we're talking about the, the other, the other on the other pod about um, uh, Penelope Cruz. He hasn't got like a five head. He's got like a six head. Um. Yeah. I. I I don't know. I, wait, what do you even mean by that? A six he's got head? a huge forehead. He's gone past forehead to five head, and then onto six head. Oh yes, yes, definitely. Um, and and they they try to sort of fix that with some sort of fancy haircut, but it sort of made it worse. <laughs> so it's like this sort of a bit like um, who's that woman? Uh, it's a bit like a, a sort of a a sprouty thing sprouting on the top of his head. You know? Yeah, he he looks like he could be um like Joel McHale's little kid brother. Yeah, Joel McHale's like I, Joel McHale's special brother. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> now that's that's who they should cast. They should <laughs> they should cast Joel McHale in this. Yeah, I was he's think- a yeah he's a tall, strapping drink of water. Yeah, I was thinking actually. You know, obviously Aaron Paul was not the lead in Breaking Bad. That was uh, Brian Cranston. But Brian Cranston isn't going to get these type of job off job offers because he's too old. So he gets like yeah. um, he gets like good supporting cast roles which are no sometimes no more than real cameos but he gets those gets a lot of those uh, movie roles now but he's never going to get that sort of you know you know he, he, tom cruise is 52 or 51 or 52 but he doesn't look it yeah. whereas brian cranston looks you know 50s isn't it so he's never going to get those sort of roles as he anymore oh jesus you're right but brian cranston and tom cruise might be like the same friggin age i think well, brian Cranston. yeah brian cranston's 58 oh yeah he's, he's i mean there's a quite a big difference between Tom Cruise, fifty-one, fifty-two, and uh, yeah, Brian Cranston. They're, they're only they're only six years apart, though, and you would right. never think that in a no. million years. Well, actually, I was I was I was looking at Tom Cruise 
some Tom Cruise article for Vanilla Sky, and then there was a picture of him uh, shooting Oblivion. And you could see that he had his jacket, he had a leather jacket on him, Oblivion. I don't know if you've seen that. But he has some decent, quite nice wardrobe, actually. His leather jacket, and it, it was left open. And he clearly relaxed his stomach muscles for this during this paparazzi photo. And he had a little bit of a paunch. Do you know what I mean? He's really, really trying to fight it. Yeah. But you could see a little bit of a paunch, a little bit of a man titties breaking out. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. they'd clearly tailored that leather jacket so it looked really good on him and hid some of that. Uh, <laughs> and he's probably just, you know, tensing up. And he, like we were saying about with Demolition Man the other week, um, these actors will go ahead and, you know, drop to the floor and do 20 push-ups before a scene where they have to take the shirt off. Um, like Stallone, like we were saying, Stallone was 46, 47 when he did De- Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. Not a young man. Yeah. Well, it is also one of those movie tropes where whenever the guy does take his shirt off, it looks like looks like he came out of the shower. He just looks they just look slick. They look mm. wet. Yeah. It's it's it happens in every one of those goddamn movies. So good for them. Yeah, so um I overall no I wouldn't recommend Neva Speed. Well, I would recommend Neva Speed if you like if you if you're heavily into cars because it features some pretty nice cars, mm. sort of top gear level you know, level cars and um, so all the latest fancy sort of sports cars. And uh, so you're into that and the, the stunts are very good. So it's worth watching for that. But, it's, you know, that's balanced against the fact it's so ridiculously long. So uh, maybe maybe they'll make a uh, director's cut that is just the racing. Yeah, could do. Yeah, yeah. Cut, cut out all of the people talking, which it <laughs> sounds like would might improve the movie. Yeah. Oh, I will say that this, this probably because I didn't actually watch the movie. I just listened to it. Um, this is Spinal Tap, the commentary track, where they're all in character. Oh, yes. Yes. That, they did that actually, was a good yeah. time. They actually did several of those. They did um, they did one for the original Criterion Laserdisc, which I bought, of course. Um, they did another one for Criterion DVD, and I don't know whether which one they used for the Blu-ray, but there's actually two Blu-rays with different content on. There's a European one and a US one. I think they have the same commentary. Um, it's also worth seeing the deleted scenes as well. There's a, some pretty funny deleted scenes. For Spinal Tap. Oh, see, I I have seen before. There's a work print version of yes. Spinal Tap that, that's like four hours long. I've right. seen that. Which... Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, the deleted scenes are a lot of those scenes that were obviously in that work print. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that that was good times. Obviously, if, if they made that movie now, it would be like they would have made two of them, like they did with right, uh, Anchorman. Right, right. So, yeah, I love Star Spinal Tap. It's hilarious. We're we're both taking controversial stances here. Yeah, Spinal Tap, good movie. We're, no, I'm, we're sure, I'm sure there are people who've not seen it because it's pretty old now. It's like older than you, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Hmm. I remember the, the first time I saw it, I was like 11 or 12 and did not get what was going on. So <laughs> I, I did have to rewatch it again when I was like I think 18 or 19, and then then it became one of my favorite movies. <laughs> you didn't get you didn't get um, uh, Billy Crystal saying "Mime is money." <laughs> that part I probably did get. It was more you didn't get that they were I, in character. I probably, yeah, I probably thought it was a documentary. I tell you what, I didn't get was that they were doing. I think they they're not as good now. Like you can they, mm-hmm. since then they've done a few bits and pieces here and there for various things. But uh, at the time, I did not realize they were not Brits because they they had very very good British <laughs> accents. You know, when I saw it, I saw it in like ninety three or ninety four or something. I did not realize they were they were they were Americans. Oh wow. Well, who's the um, Michael McKean? I I feel like he does, like he was also on a Chris, a lot of the other Christopher Guest stuff. Yeah, like that's that's filmed in England, like um, Family Tree. Right, right. Like right. he he seamlessly kind of fit into that. Well, Christopher so. Guest is married to uh, no, wait a second. Christopher Guest is actually a lord, believe it or not. He's in the House Ooh. of Lords. Uh, he's a hereditary lord. Um, I think some of the other guys might have connections here, but uh, Michael McKean and uh, Harry Shearer both do very, very oh, good yeah. British accents. Although they they sort of tailed off a bit recently, when you see mm-hmm. them do it recently because they're out of practice. Man, Harry Shearer, underrated underrated guy. Mm. Between that and the, uh, the Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah, he's very good in the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. He, doesn't he play Smithers and uh, Burns? Oh, I maybe I I always mix up like it, outside of the main four all of. Like Harry Shearer and um, um, the other one, Hank uh, Hank Azaria, yeah, yeah, Hank Azaria. He, he, yeah, between those two, they do most of them, don't they? 
yeah, they do most of the supporting cast yeah, along yeah. with well, Dan Dan Castellaneta does quite a few voices too. Mm-hmm. Like he does Krusty and Homer. Does he do Grandpa so. Simpson as well? Dan Castellaneta. Ooh, I'm not sure, but that's Probably that's a good does. one as well. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, I think it's time to wrap up. Okay, so that's all we have time for today. Next week's movie is scheduled to be the 2001 comedy Super Troopers, directed by Asian sensation Jayanth Jambalingam J. Chandrasekhar. In the US, it's streaming on Amazon Prime and is also available for rent on several different services. My thanks this week go to Todd Brisket. Thanks, Neil. I'm just a psychologist, and I have to go now. <laughs> and Stephen Greenwell. Ferris Bueller can have all the days off he wants when he's expelled. <laughs> and super special thanks to SG this week for being the quiz master. Excellent, excellent quiz quizzing there. <laughs> and uh, thank you also for filling in uh, with the JVs being away for a couple of weeks. That was very, uh, very, uh, very good of you. Thank you. Oh, it's time for me to go on vacation now. <laughs>